You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Paranormal Encounters number 11. 11. Of course, we got a couple of quick stories for you. Then the star of the show is going to be Benjamin. He's going to come on and tell you about some sleep paralysis situations he had. And I'm going to tell you ahead of time, his is different than what some sleep paralysis stories you're going to hear. Nice. I like different. I like different too. All right. My first story you're going to absolutely love. Well, good. Some time ago, I was preparing to go to the laundromat in Bourne, Texas. And I put the necessary dimes that I needed into a little butterfly ornamented gold pillbox. The laundromat was crowded that used the dimes, so I set the pillbox on the table where several women were folding their, their clean clothes. As I was about to leave, I remembered my pillbox but I could not find it anywhere. I searched the table, my purse, and the floor and finally decided someone must have inadvertently folded it up in their clothes. Almost in tears. Almost in tears, I left. That had been given to me by my son's girl. It, I was very fond of it, not only of its beauty, but because it was a cherished gift. When I arrived home, I said for a moment on the edge of my bed, and I addressed God, telling him that I was asking for something that was mine. It was a gift of love. I cleared a little place on the table before me and fervently asked that the pillbox be placed there. I proceeded to fold my clothes and put them away. When I turned around, my lovely pillbox was awaiting for me on the table. And that's from Molly in Bourne, Texas. Oh, that's cool. I thought you'd like that story. Yeah, I really do like that story. It's very what, sweet. What do you have, Princess? I have dreams in the attic. Attic does not have a T on the end. I said attic. You said so. attic. Oh, attic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get a bad review. Oh, no. <laughs> I grew up in Rochester, New York when I was a child. My family thought our house was haunted. That's a good time to grow up. When you were a child? <laughs> There were many reasons for this. We heard sounds in the middle of the night, had visions of what were thought to be ghosts, and felt certain sensations in different rooms of the house. I had some encounters with these strange happenings as well, but there is one incident that I remember the best. When I was about five years old, I had dreams of a voice calling me to the attic. Sometimes there was more than one voice, but there was always one that stood out the most. It sounded like a man's voice. It was very deep, and instead of being scared of it, I felt a lot of comfort when I heard it. One night, I dreamed of the same voices calling me up to the attic as usual, but this time, I acted on what they wanted me to do. In my dream, I got out of bed and went to the attic door, which was the corner of my bedroom, 
I opened the attic door. It was nighttime, but it wasn't dark enough to obscure my vision. There was a window on the left side of the staircase that went into the attic. It was broken, and there was a plastic bag covering it. I climbed up the stairs of the attic, and the stairs were warped and all broken up. When I reached the attic, I noticed that it was small and it smelled musty. We never used it, so whatever was up there had been up there for many years. The wood floor of the attic was rotten, and a lot of the floorboards were missing. Still hearing the voices calling me, I saw hands coming out of where the floorboards were absent. This must have startled me because I woke up. The next morning, I told my mother of my experience. She told me that I shouldn't be scared, and she brought me to the attic to prove it. I was a little weary of going up there again, but I did it anyway. As we walked up the stairs to the attic, I noticed that everything was the same as it was in my dream, even the broken window. The only thing missing was the ghost. I was amazed. After that, I had dreams of the voices calling me about once a week, and eventually they faded away. But never again did I go into the attic in my dreams now that I am older, I believe that this was my first out-of-body experience. This is from Danielle in Rochester, New York. Dang. That's cool. Yeah. I think that would be kind of creepy to be dreaming and you run up and seeing the same thing you was in your dream. Well, that's why people think they're literally having out-of-body experiences sometimes. Because, yeah. you know, you, you that's what people talk about deja vu and they think that, that maybe deja vu is where they've had I've an out-of-body. So. And I've also dreamed that I had <laughs> to said, go pee. You said I had deja vu before, which is kind of what deja vu is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Finish your had to go pee story. Oh, just then I dreamed that I was going to pee and actually peed in the bed once. I did ha- I did do that. <laughs> Were you drunk? No, I was not drunk. And that's <laughs> the sad part. It really happened. Well, speaking of that really happened... Let's listen to Benjamin's story about his uh, paralysis. Okay, okay. Hey, guys, I've got a, uh, a first uh, that we're going to do on, on one of these longer episodes on sleep paralysis. Now, we've done some some people tell us about sleep paralysis back in the early days of the show, but we really haven't covered a story in a while. And Benjamin reached out to me and said he had a sleep paralysis story, and we agreed that you guys would want to hear this. So first of all, <laughs> welcome to the show, Benjamin. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. Uh, it's like I said, I, I hate to bring you on because your story's so awesome because I know it was something that you didn't enjoy at the time, but I think it will help a lot of our listeners. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be cool to like, you know, just just let it be known that like sleep paralysis, maybe just a little, you know, something other than just a dream, like it could be more involved in the paranormal so that's really like where I'm coming from. That's really what well, this story is about. Well, let's not waste any time. Go ahead and dig in and tell us all about it. All right. So um, a little backstory. This was this was probably about two years ago, and uh, I just returned home from California. I was living with my father at the time. It was somewhat of a stressful situation. I was young. It was just me and my dad. Money was a little tight. So you know there was there was a little bit of stress in the household. It wasn't too bad. There really wasn't anything too crazy leading up to this. It just kind of happened. 
one night I just, you know, went to bed as usual and I was awoken in the middle of the night. It was pretty weird how it happened. Sometimes, you know, when you when you wake up for a dream, you're still a little hazy. You know, you remember your dream, but you kind of like fall back asleep. You're not really too sure if you're still dreaming or if you're awake. I was woken up instantly. And when I awoke, I was uh, laying in my bed, like looking down at my feet, wide awake. And right when I woke up, I knew that there was there was something wrong. When I was trying to like figure it out, I could I could feel that this like energy right next to my face. So as I'm like waking up and trying to figure out what's going on, it just whatever is next to me, you can just feel it just with this really malevolent presence. It honestly scared the crap out of me. I'm gonna use that word, you know, I'm not sure. Um, how young some of the viewers are on the show, but yeah, I think, um, it I was, think you're good it was, with that one. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly like a terrifying energy. I remember in the in the last sleep paralysis episode you guys had, you, you know, you were questioning, oh, maybe is it like uh, a dream or something? But I was wide awake, completely 100% wide awake. And I felt this just malevolent being right next to me. The funny part is that, like, I, I thought to myself, you know, if if I look over right now, I don't know what I'm going to see, but I know I am going to be terrified. I don't know what compelled me to try and look. Maybe it's just, you know, human nature to, to want to see what <laughs> could possibly be standing next to me. But when I tried to move my head, I, I couldn't. My body was just locked. Um, I could move my eyes a little bit, but other than that, like I was just, I was locked into position. So I couldn't move. I knew there was something horrifying next to me. So I closed my eyes, and within a few minutes, you know, I was, I was back to sleep. So I woke up the next morning, you know, maybe thinking it was, you know, maybe, maybe it was a dream even though I remembered it so vividly. So I kind of went about my day, and just throughout the house, there was just this kind of weird feeling going on. It just it just felt like things were a little off. So, you know, I've, I've like, practiced a little bit with sage before, just to, like, an incense, you know, just clearing the room of energies and everything. So what I did is I went throughout my house, you know, opened up all the windows and doors and just kind of let the air flow throughout, you know, just went through the house, burned sage and just put good thoughts and good intentions into each room that I was going through. And I went throughout most of the house. And this is where I think I messed up a little bit. So I thought I went through the entire house. And after that whole process, you know, I was, I was feeling really good. And I was like, okay, you know, like this, this feels good. I think of like, if anything actually happened, and there was something actually there, I think it might be gone. So you know, I closed up all the doors, windows, went throughout my day, went to bed again that night, not too long after I fell asleep, I was awoken by my dog barking where my room is or where it was at my dad's house it's in the basement and you walk down the stairs and at the bottom of the stairs my bedroom door is facing right in front of you and then off to the right is another door and that brings you into another part of the basement where like the water heater is and the washer and dryer i woke up to my dog 
kind of barking and whining and just it it just sounded it sounded like he was you know just trying to get into my room and if anybody knows my family and knows my my pop lou he is one of the most well-behaved dogs and i mean i feel like a lot of people say that but he has never done anything like this so i walk out of my room and he is staring at the basement door and he has his tail between his legs he's whining he's like really skittish and it's just right then and there I kind of knew something was off, but I, I really didn't want to think that <laughs> there was. So I tried calming him down a little bit, but he's just, he's, you know, like freaking out a little bit, looking at the door, looking back up at me, looking at the door again. So I like, I take him back upstairs. I bring him into my dad's room and just kind of like shuffle him in, tell him like, you know, go lay down, go back to sleep. Now my heart's racing because he has never done anything like this before. He's always, he always sleeps through the night. Like we have cats too. And you know, during the day, sometimes he'll play with the cats and anything, but he has never just freaked out like this before. Like you could tell he was genuinely scared. And as I'm walking back down to my room, something clicked in me that made me remember that I didn't sage the basement room. So I saved the rest of the house except this one room. And usually when I, you know, what, whatever, if, if the energy is feeling stagnant and everything, I'll go through each room thoroughly just to make sure, you know, I hit every spot in the house. But for some reason, when I was doing this process, I just, I just totally blanked on going into the basement. And now Lou is freaking out at this door. I go back into bed, shut my eyes, you know, just, just try to go back to sleep. And right as I'm about to fall asleep, I hear Lou again. And this time he's even more scared. So I go back out and at this point I'm shaking because I think I know what he is, you know, freaking out about. When I open, open my door again, of course, you know, he's not at my door. He's whining at the basement door, really just you could tell that he he was afraid and i feel like that's like a turning point in in really any i guess investigation or self-investigation you can say when when animals feel that fear you know something is wrong but that point i brought him back up again i got out of that room as as fast as possible with lou and brought him up to my dad's room again and at this point i didn't know what to do i even woke my dad up and just to have some clarity on the situation. And at this point, you know, I'm 21 years old. I'm not going like, Oh daddy, you know, like something's wrong. Like I was, I was horrified. I didn't know what to do. Lou's never done this before. So I went in and just told him, I guess what was going on, but I really didn't know what to say. Cause I didn't even know. He just told me, you know, put Lou to bed, have him lay down and close his door and just try and get some sleep. As I'm walking back down the stairs, I noticed that the light, in the laundry room is now turned on. So I book it into my room, shut the door, lock the door, run into my bed and just pray that I'm going to go to sleep. So I fall asleep without a problem. Nothing else happens throughout the night. I wake up the next morning and I resage the entire house again, every single spot of every room. So I've heard also that sometimes salt can be used in different practices 
to ward away spirits or bad energies. And I mean, I never really like practiced any of these like little rituals too hard, but you know, I think it was worth a shot. So I opened up all the windows again, you know, let the energy just flow in and out, cleared everything, and then salted all the doorways and windows after I knew that I hit every spot in the house. And since then, after I made sure this time to go throughout the house thoroughly, we didn't have any problems. So I was really surprised after that whatever I did worked, or maybe it just, you know, brought it to a silence. I don't know. But after that, it really, really toned down. We didn't have any other, you know, little mishaps. I didn't have any more sleep paralysis. Lou has never done that again. It was just in the span of those two nights that that occurrence happened. So since then, since saging, insulting, everything has been okay. But I truly believe that something was manifested and... Honestly, I don't know what could have happened if I didn't take these little precursors to get rid of it. And I don't even know if that actually helped. Maybe it left on its own. But I believe whatever I did helped get rid of it, hopefully. Because after, after that, the activity definitely ceased. That's my experience with sleep paralysis. And it was definitely one of the most terrifying things to happen to me. I'm sure. Okay, so you were an adult at this time. So because yes. my next question was going to be, is it something you think maybe you self-generated? Because I know you had said that, you know, there was a little bit of tension in the house because money was tight, you know, nothing major. But there was some stuff going on. And if you were like 13, 14 years old, I mean, that could have been a classic poltergeist type situation. But at, at that age, I don't think that would have been the case. Yeah. You know, like that's I, I've heard that, like, you know, when you're younger going through and there's a lot of emotions, you know, that could definitely be you know, the case, but I, I honestly don't think it was really pertaining to what maybe I manifested, but I'm just, yeah, I'm a, I really don't have a solid idea of what could have brought it upon. I mean, that, the house that we lived in, it, it's pretty old. I think it was built in the 1950s. You know, it's like a ranch style home, but it, it's not, you know, there wasn't anything tragic that happened there. There was only one family there before my father bought it, but it's always been kind of, you know, a really, I feel like a powerful place. There's been a few times where uh, my family, we, we all play music. So sometimes downstairs would be the, the place where we'd set up, you know, like a little band and have some pretty intense, like high energy jam sessions. And from time to time, I've, I, I've seen like maybe a shadow here or there, but you know, really nothing too crazy. No, no really bad energy that you feel. This was really the only time that something like this has happened. It's, it's funny. You can always tell the younger group when they, when they start off with something that say, yeah, the house is pretty old. It was built in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for me, you know, for me, that that's right. old to me for like, for my father, that's like, when he was born so it's like it's really unless i'm calling him old which i promise i'm not if he ever listens to this you know like do you consider yourself to be sensitive i mean do you do you see things outside of the house or is this kind of just a rare occurrence for you um i i probably wouldn't say see things I definitely feel a lot yeah it goes both I, ways I, that's true yeah maybe maybe there have things things have been there that i haven't seen but i've definitely 
been in situations where I can feel something is off. I'm pretty good about judging energies and, and going with gut feelings and and all that, but never really uh, experienced too much outside of this house. Well, I asked that because you had said that you had had some experience with saging and stuff before, so I was curious what had brought that on where you had looked into it before. I've just had friends who who kind of got me into it before and like explain the properties and like what it can do kind of just if I ever feel like I'm in somewhat of a slump or I just need like a little pick me up or I just feel like you know something is just uh the energy is like stagnant in the room it definitely it's like you know it's like the same with burning incense it gives that nice calm feeling you know it clears the air and hopefully will bring your mood up so that's kind of where that started but I've also been taught by some of them that that can you know dispel or help dispel unwanted energies so that's where that really came into play in my life so is your dad on board with all this stuff like when you're going through sage in the house and putting salt on the doorways and stuff like that i mean was he like hey this is a good idea or just well let him do what he's gonna do and who knows he he was more so like let him just do what he's gonna do. He wasn't he wasn't against it. I mean, my dad himself he's worked at this one business for over thirty years, and he said there they used to have an apparition that you know would blow some of the employees. You know, little shoulder taps, maybe like move a move a cup or something. So like he's he's been very open to it. So I think when I brought it up to him what I was gonna do, I think he was you know, totally fine with it and was just like, yeah, you know, hey, like, do your thing. Hopefully (laughs) nothing else comes out of this. (laughs) Because I really didn't explain the severity of what happened to him until maybe a week or so after, just because I didn't want him to be on edge. But also I wanted to see if this was going to continue happening. And if it was going to continue happening, then obviously, you know, I'd bring it up and be like, hey, there's we have something some sort of an issue going on well that's awesome benjamin it worked out great because i mean i've seen times where it doesn't work out that good and and things still come back and it takes multiple times and it sounds like you got it taken care of relatively quick comparatively speaking so uh but i appreciate you coming on and sharing the story thank you so much for doing that and sharing with listeners yeah of course thank you guys for having me i think it's really cool that you know you have the listener stories every week and people are able to you know, just be like, hey, I have a story that I think, you know, would be like pretty cool. And here we are, you know, telling my story. Well, we definitely enjoy listening to the listener stories. So, and I try not to know the whole story. Sometimes I don't have a choice. I just send it to send me the whole story and then I'll ask them to come on. But sometimes like in your situation, you told me a little bit, but I didn't get to know the whole story. So I get to hear it for the first time when you're telling it. And, and that's uh, kind of a treat for me. Yeah, definitely. I could, I could see how that would be pretty exciting too. All right, Benjamin, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Hi, Miss Tracy. What do you think about that situation? What if you were in the situation he was in? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I can't. I don't want to say it's so different if you're laying down and it's happening than when you're sitting up. Yeah. I mean, to me, that I don't know what would be more frightening. What would be more frightening to you? It would be more frightening if I felt like I was up and not actually still sit because then you almost can discount Oh my God! Being a dream state, you almost have to Ooh, that, figure that is that is some creepy shit there. What? I mean, crap, crap, crap. That's some <laughs> creepy crap, creepy well, crap. How fitting that he was worried that he used. To I know, crap. and here I sat and cursed. 
I'm sorry, y'all, but man, I would, I, I cannot even imagine going through that. I just don't even, you know, it's really weird because I feel like, though, I have gone through that many, many years ago, but I just didn't know what it was. So now that I'm hearing about all of what it is, now I'm thinking it really happened to me. Cause when was I, this? This was long ago when I was like a teenager. Hmm. And I don't know why it's coming back to me because there's some things that I just don't remember. But now that we talk about these things, it kind of like sparked a memory in the back of my brain somewhere that I think that really has happened to me. So this has been therapeutic. No, you are right. This this show has been therapeutic for me, for real. Because there's a lot of things that I've always wondered about. And now that I know that that truck was like really loud and you could hear it all the way through the mic. <laughs> but anyway... Because I can honestly look back and think, oh, my God, is that what's really what happened to me? And it's kind of scary yeah. in a way. I now that it is. Now that I know. But I tell you, I don't know. I think it just takes a strong person to get through something like that because that is terrifying. Yep. And he's a younger guy. You yes. Know. Yeah, he is. And I appreciate that he shared that with us because it just really makes you think. So. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>